Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Beat School with your host, Kia Orion. I'm the man who is obsessed with making dope music and teaching you how to create your own. Today's episode of Beat School is sponsored by ourselves because we don't have sponsors yet and that means that it's sponsored by beat school beat school is a one-stop shop for you to learn how to become a music producer uh excuse me a music producer a better songwriter and artist overall we have um hours of course content and then we also have a membership community so that sounds something that is interesting to you um let me know and shoot me either an email at kia at kiaorion.com or you can find me everywhere on social at Kia Orion. If you want to check it out, uh, just Google Beat School and we'll show up. But you're not here for the promo. You're here for the answers to y'all questions. So every week, this podcast, I respond to comments that are either sent to me on social, I respond to emails, or from other questions that are submitted in other places online to do my best to answer your questions as a Q&A show. And then I also do deep dives on different things like what's the best DAW, how to make money with your beats online, all of those things. I've, those are episodes I've covered in the past. You can check those out below. But this week, We've got some exciting ones coming to you. So much of this centers around mindset, inspiration, and then we're also going to get tactical on kind of some more nitty-gritty aspects of music production. So this first one is by Dan Rapture. It says, a small victory to the road of success. I'm proud of myself because I made eight beats in one day yesterday. I see this as a small success because I want to be able to, to do this consistently. Um, how can I do this to the point where I'm generating some sales either online and in per, or in person? So Dan Rapture, here's what I'm going to say. When it comes to making money with your beats online, this really comes down to the hustle because even if you listen to interviews with Murder Beats and other guys like that, you don't have to be a super poppin' producer in order to make money with your beats online. The real key is exposure. So you don't even have to be super poppin'. This is a fallacy. This is a double-edged sword. Because I waited way too long before I started selling beats. I could have sold beats much earlier, but I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And so I waited way too long. By the time I was actually selling beats, um, I the lot my beats were way better than they needed to be. So what I said I say that to say when I actually started selling beats, a lot of the beats that I ended up doing really well with were beats that I'd made years earlier that people actually really loved for their videos, even though at that time when I was making them, I didn't think that they were good enough to sell. Murder Beats also talks about this when he says that he was selling beats and getting placements as he was getting better. So don't feel like you have to be the pinnacle of your beat making in order to be able to get those beats sold. A lot of beat making placements come down to relationships so don't i would not try to shoot really high for placements from the jump like these are with huge producers unless you're super nice then go for it but a lot of this comes down to networking online slide in people's dms search hashtags search cities google different hot rappers like if you're in the know you're gonna know who to send beats to. You check out who's up and coming, and then send those people free beats. Hey, and say, yo, I want to build. Especially if the people are like super up and coming, because a producer that believes in you means so much. And I think just having that um, relationship, you can build with them from the jump. That is so much more meaningful than just trying to send out a ton of beats to all these different people, hoping one of them bites. Although that definitely works. But if you think about some of these huge rappers, Kendrick. Built with Mixed by Ali and kind of his crew, they rolled together. Think about Drake, 40, kind of hopped on that bandwagon, they rolled together. It happens time and time again. So if you want to really, I think, get super cracking with your beats and start selling them 
earlier before you have the real brand to sell them with, I'd recommend networking, sliding a lot of DMs, send a lot of free beats, figure out whose music you really genuinely fuck with, and then try to build with that person. Something to think about. So you de- you definitely can sell beats before they're super popping, but you got to find the right market for your stuff. All right, on to the next one. Time spent looking for beats by Unlucky Zookeeper. I think I've answered questions for you before, Unlucky Zookeeper. You need to change your name, but I'm going to keep answering questions for you. Do you all spend looking longer for beats than writing? For some reason, I fixed my mind in like a specific style and can't seem to find it. Something along the way. How long do you guys spend time looking for beats? So here's the thing, Zookeeper. Um, this is a tricky one because sometimes I'll do the same thing. And I'll, I'll take an hour before I end up writing to a beat. However, recently I did a 30-day song a day challenge, and when you have to write every day, you end up learning a few things about yourself in the creative process, and this is something that I really recommend now to people, is um, another producer I love, Kenny Beats, talks about this a lot, it says, don't overthink shit, so like, when you feel that spark of inspiration from a beat, just roll with it. Don't try to find that perfect beat because what will end up happening is you'll listen for an hour, kind of get listening fatigue and end up probably um, losing that inspiration and idea because by the end you're like, oh, I spent an hour, fuck it, I don't want to do this anymore. Compared to some of the best songs that I wrote were some of the first beats I listened to. I'd be like, okay, I listen to one, I'd be like, nah, this one's going to be like, oh, there's something here, roll with it. Or it'd be that first one, boom. Just if you feel that spark and you know that spark what I'm talking about, when you feel that first spark, just roll with it, start writing. You can always switch it later, but chances are once you start writing with that song, you'll kind of write your way into it. Um, you can spend forever writing, excuse me, you can spend forever looking, but if you actually don't, aren't doing any writing, you're not getting anywhere. I love this saying. It's like executing on a mediocre plan will get you farther than never executing on a perfect plan. Something to think about. That's a business tip, business gems in this music podcast. But same thing goes for writing. First time you're starting to feel inspiration, roll with it. All right, on to the next one. How do you come up with new... Um, this is by Alfredo, Alfredo G-O. How do you come up with new melodies if almost everyone has been done already? So no... I think this is a very limited mindset. A very limiting mindset, I'm going to tell you, Alfredo. Not all melodies have been done already. Um... Yes, many have been done, but when it comes to writing new melodies, um, it really depends what you're writing them for. I don't write a ton of new melodies myself. I often find loops and melodies on Splice, and then I'll take those and chop them up. So let's run with your question. Let's do a thought experiment. Say every melody has been done already. That doesn't mean that they've been flipped, chopped, warped, tuned differently. So take one that has been done already and then make it your own. I rarely um, create my own melodies because... I just like starting with an idea um, or I like starting with inspiration. I don't like setting it down on a blank canvas. So I'll often listen to different melodies on Splice. I'll kind of think about what type of beat do I want to make today. I'll listen to some different tracks. I'll be like, ooh, I want to make future funk today. Find some future funk. I'll be like, ooh, I'm feeling like some trap shit today. But um, the real key is to just get creative and this – if you think about how hip-hop started – it wasn't because people were writing crazy melodies. It's because they found old samples and then flipped them and added their new perspective to this old material. So think about it like that. Even if melodies have been done already, think about how you can add your secret sauce, pause, to 
new melodies and you can come up with something new even if it's building an idea that's there already i talk about this all the time go listen to those genius beat breakdowns by like murder beats and boy wonder and very often other people will send them melodies or send them ideas that they then build upon so don't feel like you have to come up with new melodies if you happen to have some writer's block or something like that build on something that's been done before add your own unique perspective to it Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. By Fan Phantom Vibes. Is it a bad thing I sound too much like Drake? It's getting a bit scary. Phantom Vibes, I'm not going to lie to you. I sound a little bit like Drake. I'm going to take it back. I sound a lot a bit like Drake. Because I think people in our generation, I'm not sure how old you are, grew up on Drake. And he was a huge influence. He's the biggest artist in the game. He's Billboard's top 10 artist of the last decade. Or excuse me, number one artist of the last decade. Um... So being able to escape Drake is near impossible. Here's what I'm going to say about it, though. My brother dropped this gem on me a long time ago because coming in as a white dude, I was like, yo, bro, I love making hip-hop music. I love writing. I like making beats. How do I do this appropriately so that I'm not appropriating from the culture? Um, and he dropped some gems on me. He said, yo, Key, he said, if you are authentically you, if you're authentically yourself, then you're one of one. And that means that you won't be appropriating anything because you're truly unique and you're being authentic to yourself, which is your own lived reality. And that really stuck with me because living your own reality is true. It's authentic. It's genuine because no one has lived that reality before. If it's been influenced by the people, that's cool. As soon as you start trying to sound like Drake or start kind of trying to be Drakey, then your product is already watered down because Drake is the purest form of Drake that there ever will be because uh, it's Drake. So you're already starting from a losing place, right? You're already starting from a watered down product compared to if you can turn inward, think about what music you really love to make, what music, take the inspiration, take the Drake and combine it with these other things, these other elements, you will be truly a specialist, truly a one of one. Take the Drake and combine it with the Frank Ocean, and combine it with Andre 3000, and that's something that people have probably never heard before. And so that's what I think when it comes to sounding like someone, it's okay to sound like someone because we all have influences, right? That's no problem. But make sure that you are intentionally trying to do something that is genuine to you. And so I would even talk about uh, excuse me, I would even say the mere material to talk about. Even if you sound like Drake, if you're talking about the other stuff, that's that's still you, right? Talk about your life. So many rappers um, end up trying to be something that they're not, and then we all just sound like we're recycled and talking about the same shitty material, which is why someone like Kendrick Lamar can come along, totally change the game, because nobody sounds like Kendrick, right? And Nobody sounds like him. Nobody was talking about the stuff that he was talking about, like super inner city dude, but like kind of nerdy and out the outsider from that whole thing. Like same when Drake came along, everybody was like super tough guy, 50 cent got shot nine times. Drake comes in. He's like, Ooh, I miss you, girl. You broke my heart. Find your love and right type shit. So like really think about what makes you unique, your true experience and double down on that. And you'll be one of one. There won't be any competition because no one can be you better than you. But if you're not you, you fucking up. All right. On to the next. Uh, on to the next one. Bum, 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 bum. Mm. Hobby Beatmakers by E Looping. What's good, y'all? Does anyone here make beats as a hobby? 
When I say hobby, it means you don't sell it. You just make beats and do it for the fun of it. Just wondering. So it's funny, e-looping, because I think that often in this day and age, we're so obsessed with selling beats. We're so obsessed with doing music production full-time or music full-time, whatever that is, that we start to lose track of why we're doing it in the first place, which I think um, if you're doing it for the right reasons, it's because you enjoy it. And if you really love to do it and you enjoy doing it, that is really where the beauty is because that's such a privilege um, to have a hobby that you love and that you can find flow in and that you enjoy. If you can make a living out of it, you're in the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the world because that's such a rare thing indeed. But I don't think that, that means that you have to. And I think often when we, because we feel this pressure like we have to, it can sometimes kill the fun of it. And that's definitely happened to me before. I put so much pressure on myself to make something happen with the music, with the tunes, with the beats, that it, there's so much pressure. You end up becoming a little bit spiteful, I think a little bit resentful toward it. And when you think about it, um, all of these rappers or people who have these big major label deals where they're stuck in these contracts and they have to make music for um, their label or for other people, um, you know, white old white guys in suits, when you end up losing touch with the one true thing that you truly love and truly feel like expresses yourself, then you're really left with nothing. And that's the scariest shit. And so when it comes to making hip hop um, for beats, music, whatever, I think the true beauty and the gems come when you can make stuff that you love to make and then eventually the money comes from that. Obviously, you got to put the elbow grease in. Don't get it twisted. It's not just going to come out of thin air. But I think the real beauty is if you can treat it, you treat it like a professional, like a job, right? But your enjoyment comes as if it were a hobby. And I think that's a delicate balance. But as soon as it's, I think a lot of people end up actually stop having fun with it. They stop experimenting. They find a formula that works and they stick to it and it ends up becoming formulaic and boring. They stop challenging themselves. They stop learning. And then it becomes like any other job, right? Because the whole point of this is to have a job that you enjoy doing something that's fun for you. And as soon as you then um, stop enjoying it, what's the difference between doing this and any other office job that you don't like that you're being forced to do? So I think that that's really something to take into account is why are you doing this? And making sure that you continue to find ways to reinvent re-inspire, stay reinvigorated so that it is fun. And then I think if it is fun, you're more likely to do it. You're more likely to do it. You're more likely to get better. If you're more likely to get better, you're more likely to be able to actually make a career out of it if that's something that you want to do. So something to think about. Um, but yes, I make a lot of beats as a hobby. And then I do try to make beats that I think um, might also play well or that other people want or when people license beats for shit. Um, I'll also do some stuff for monetary reasons too. That's just keeping it a buck. All right, need some assistance by Poseidon. Hey, guys, do you have any tips on melodies and layering? I love Eminem and Dre. Absolutely, but sometimes I get lost when making melodies. I would love to make something like Eminem. Yes, so this is an easy one, Poseidon and why. Um, I would just say try your best to remake an Eminem beat. Um, this is uh, advice that I give all the time to music producers coming up in my Beat School membership, Beat School community. Um, just try to remake as many beats as possible because if you can, you'll start to see the elements that go into these beats that you love 
and then you can steal or incorporate those ideas into your own production. So if you want to learn how to make beats like Eminem, seriously, go make Eminem type beats. Like go remake his beats and you'll see exactly how he did it. Try to mimic the instruments, try to mimic the drum patterns, try to mimic the bass, try to mimic the song structure. And then it will all kind of become a lot more clear once you have it laid out to be like, okay, so this is what he did. This is how he does it. Ah, 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 ah. And then you'll be able to incorporate those, kind of put those into your toolkit and hopefully make beats like him down the line. On to the next one. Last one, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost there. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, major writer's block tips by Henny and Weed. I know what your priorities are. All right. Henny and Weed, I got you. So Henny and Weed, here's the deal. He says, this month I've recorded close to 15 songs, but I'm struggling to put together any sort of structure. I have no inspiration. Yes, sir. So here's the deal. I talk about this all the time. When it comes to writer's block, you just got to write. You just Even if you're writing about what you did that day, write about what you did yesterday, write about anything. Um, you'll start a couple pieces of advice. You'll be able to either write your way into a new song. So maybe you'll start with an idea, but once you get an idea down, it gets out of your head and it allows room for more ideas. So if you feel like you're stuck, you're hitting up, you're like you're hitting a brick wall time and time again, you just need to get that shit out of your head and then it'll allow room, allow space for new create new creative ideas to kind of come in there, but it's still getting jammed up in there. Another thing is, is that if you want to make sure that you have more stuff to write about, then you need to actually live it. And so I talk about this almost every week on here, but go have more life experiences, whether that's fall in love, get your heart broken, get a new job, get fired, make a friend, get stabbed in the back, write about whatever it is, like write stories, make some shit up. Like, um, you have to actually experience things though, in order to write about them. So that's a big one for me is actually go live some life. Like I find so much, I draw so much inspiration from movies and cinema. Um, so maybe go watch a movie and then say, pick a movie and say, I'm going to write a song about the movie and not necessarily like I saw it too, but like write about maybe an idea that inspired you, write about maybe a character in the movie, use that film or that, use some other art as a jumping off point. I find so much I'm inspired by um, really good shows, but also mostly movies. Uh, and I think that that's a big piece of advice that I would give to anyone um, who seems to be stuck with writer's block is consume some other art with the intention of then recycling that and using it in your own art. I hope that that makes sense. Um, Another way to do it is just go fall in love, man. There's nothing stronger than love, baby. I'll tell you that much right now. You get your heart broken, you're going to have a lot more inspiration to use for your songs. But, ladies and gentlemen, again, it's Kia Orion. That's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please check out theproducervault.com if you want any of my guides, sample packs. Um, I've got free beat making master classes on there. I've got Ableton templates, whatever you want. It's theproducervault.com um, for free downloads. And if you want to learn how to be a music producer, check beat school. Um, but the producer vault is where all my free goodies hang out. So if you don't want to pay anything yet, it's all good. I don't blame you. Go get some of my free shit, download that, get cracking. Let's get making, let's get creating. I appreciate you tuning in as always coming to you next week. You already know. All right. Check you in a minute. Peace.